Oh shit. <laughs> Give me a second, man. Oh, never mind. Fuck it. We're already live, aren't we? <laughs> my god. Oh my god. Oh my Spill god. beer on myself, man. Uh, dude, oh. you could have done this right before we. I fucked up. Oh, I had to press the record button. Wow. No shame. No shame. Oh, look at him. Look at him. All right. All right. This guy had to be so. Yeah. You good? Yeah. I'm good, yeah. I'm good. You're not a mess? All right, we're good. Okay. Are we good? Hey, young world. Oh. Hello. Welcome what to was... the blank. This is uh, the blank with Carlos and Ryan. I'm obviously Carlos. And this is Ryan. And uh, thanks for sticking with us. We are on lucky number 13 today. My favorite number, man. Ryan's favorite number. He was born on the 13th. Um... I mean, some may consider him a psychopath, considering that 13 is known to known to be a very unlucky number to the uh, North American world, um, North American part of the world. Why is 13 your unlucky number? Is it the birthday thing? Well, yeah, I guess like part of it's the birthday. Plus, like, lucky number three stems from like Allen Iverson as a kid watching that guy play basketball and like. I don't know. Three is just three is just a good lucky number. I was born on the thirteenth. There is that whole stigma around the word, or sorry, the the number thirteen and how it's like a bad luck fucking number. So I like it partly because of that, and uh, it's just been working for me ever since, man. I know that. Uh, shout out to Daniel, real quick. But me and him used to Woo! fight over um, the number thirteen for our jerseys back in high school really yeah we used to like rock paper scissors it because we always knew that one of us is going to pick 13 so then i think like one year i won and then another year he won so we'd swap we'd swap for like volleyball and basketball it was pretty cool oh but yeah wow. good times man oh and it's i have 13. a tattoo of it that is true you do have it effect it's on your lower back right oh no it's right there sorry <laughs> It's just uh, up oh, there. It is. <laughs> you slut. <laughs> Skank. No Skank. man. Skank. My shoulder. I guess. Oh, Let's see there here. It is. Yeah. But right. uh, that's a story for for after. Yeah. I, I think know. I think it fits kind of into this one. So. Does it? So do you want to tell it now, or do you still need to go to therapy to figure out? <laughs> well, it involves Carlos, but no, we'll tell it after. I also want to go through Thursday introduction. So happy Thursday, right. everybody. Happy Thursday, everyone. I hope everyone else is kind of enjoying their Thursday. Um, yeah. I think today's a special episode. I think it's going to be really interesting hearing the perspective of Carlos, especially in this topic, because it is something that may not be like so close, near and dear, um, but it is something that's going to be interesting, I think, in a general sense. But before that, Carlos, oh. how was your day? What'd you do? Uh, it was okay. Um, work was a little bit of the same, but we had a team building uh, meeting Sick. today at Sick. the end of the day we just basically did some activities to you know get to know each other um put uh, some of my uh games to use that truth or dare one or not truth or true or false not truth or dare oh, awesome. i'm trying to run that truth or dare unless you, <laughs> unless you want to but 
but uh, no, it's a true or false game. Uh, we'll play it on the show, I think, one day. I think we had some ideas to do it one day on the show, so we'll do that maybe. Who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, and, and, uh, we had some other team building exercises, so we had to do the scavenger hunt that we had to get to work. Um, I didn't win. I mean, obviously, I took the best pictures. I, you know, I, I wanted to have a Kanye West moment. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers think that, you know, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's for team building exercises. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a good, it was a good uh, time. Other than that. How about you? How was work? It was good. It was good. Uh, yeah. Full day. Can't complain. Yeah. I actually, during my lunch and uh, shot at the Aaron. She, uh, Aaron gang gang. She runs every lunch, every lunchtime. Um, one of my co-workers and dear friends um she's like kind of like an older sister to me but she runs every lunchtime oh because she works from home you know what she works from home reason i thought that she was like still in the office oh no no, just wearing like business casual clothes just running so her i think she does like a 5k every lunch which is absolutely wild my god um so she's always been like ryan like you got to start running again like you got to be active you can't let covid fucking get to you and you start gaining a stupid amount of like this and that so i was like you know what all right fine so i actually went for my first jog at lunchtime ever oh Um, how'd that go oh it was rough yeah i imagine fucking dying i'm like even (laughs) you just see that yacked just yacked after like two minutes fucking like Fucking heaving my leg. I was about to cough oh out a lung, man. Like, honestly. And then I was like spitting up everywhere because, you know, when you don't work out for a while, you start spitting up. Like, sure. That was pretty much what happened. But it was good. It was good. It feels good. It feels good to be sore, mm. um, even though it's probably going to be worse tomorrow. But it was good. So my day was good. It was uh, starting up an old habit. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. I might be doing the work from home thing for good now. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that'll be, uh, interesting to see i was a bit excited a bit of me was excited to go back to the office because i miss the social aspect especially with the work i do i deal with some crazy customers so it'd be nice to vent my frustration to the homies but uh i mean at the same time i'm saving a lot of money on gas and um there's a lot more time i can focus on the show but uh you know you know negatives and uh, positives to everything so uh we'll see where the world uh takes us you know what i'm saying well, but uh stage two next week stage boom next boom week. the 30th um yeah 30th it's, right wednesday? Before Can- it's a wednesday so it's right before canada day wild wild indeed so which wild. means for you folks that are listening that means for ga- outdoor gatherings have gone up to 25 people now and indoor is up to five people who is so, throwing a jam first? Yes, that is the uh, one of y'all all age question. So uh, <laughs> if uh, if you're throwing a jam, where uh, me and Ryan, uh, you know, can no. go see the ladies and uh, you know <laughs> wine pun me tings, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and holla at your boys, you know what I'm saying? Nah, I mean, nah, I mean, that's uh, all that. Yeah, let us know. That's all. Um, yeah, that's uh, in recent. I don't even know if I wanted to bring this up, but I think I'm going to. Um, because you know, I know there's a bit of controversy uh, that uh, the Olympics being uh, coming up. Oh yeah. Um, and there was this one thing that stood out was the New Zealand uh, transgendered female athlete that is competing. Uh, 
Yeah, there's a, I mean, I understand. I get representation is everything I got, but this one is a bit controversial. There's a, there's a controversy behind it. Cause obviously, power, you know, power lifting, right? Like power lifting. She, uh, the, uh, trans, uh, I forget her name. She's from New Zealand. Uh, she's a power lifter. Um, and, uh, she's competing in the women's category, obviously, but, um, yeah, there's a bit of uh, controversy heading into this cause, uh, you know, obviously there's some that feel that, you know, uh, obviously being born a male and then now, uh, you know, identifying as a female is a bit of, um, you know, and competing now in the female uh, section is a bit, uh, um, yeah, there's yeah. going to be some uh, rough, uh, rough calls going into this one, but uh, yeah. I'm all for, I'm all for it going in. I'm going to watch and I'm going to pay attention to see how this goes, because this will definitely be a unique moment in history to see um but uh yeah don't they like do certain tests on these women and like if they have like a certain amount of like testosterone in them estrogen or estrogen and stuff like that and those levels happen to come up and it's like you have to fill this kind of like requirement before you fully can like it's not like it's just a a bait and switch like a a turn of events like one day you're like no i'm gonna go power lift for you know and i'm not saying that's a bad thing because there's tons and tons of women that can power lift way more than i can that's for sure i don't even power lift at all but it, i just don't i think that it takes a lot of tests and i'm hoping that the olympics do a good enough job where they you know put those requirements in so it is you know somewhat fair where it's not just somebody who's been power lifting their whole life has all kinds of like chemical levels that you know, allow them to be able to kind of lift at a higher status or more weight due to, you know, more muscle mass and stuff like that. And that it gets into that depth where it's like, there's somewhat of an equal playing field. It, but, yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not an Olympic kind of. Test I mean, because so. I wouldn't think, I would think that they would do all of these tests before they allowed uh, it to mm-hmm. happen. Cause I know they do test for like testosterone levels to make sure that everything is, you know, on point because i remember um alistair overeem he was a fighter in the ufc he got booked for having very high levels of testosterone and they had to pull him from a fight um but uh yeah here's to hoping that the olympics have uh done the same thing to make sure it's fair and equal for everybody me personally uh i think it would be fair if they had like a transgender woman you know uh, category um but uh that's just me um but yeah we'll see where this goes me personally, I think this is going to be a real shit storm going into the Olympics. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, we'll have to. Uh, yeah, there's it's it, there's going to be some. I mean, there's already controversy already on Instagram about it. I mean, like people are you know some people are in support, some are just like it's outrageous. Um, I mean, obviously, I you know I can see. I can see how people may find it outrageous due to the, you know, whole being born a male, but uh, identifying now as a uh, woman. Um, but uh, at the same time, you know, I understand, you know, they want to, you know, representation, but um, yeah, I think that there's a better way to go about it, uh, but that's just me not to show any hate or disrespect to the LGBTQ plus community, um, you know, to each your own, if, you know, if you are, if you are, if you want, you want to be who you want to be, do what you got to do you know, love who you want to love. But at the end of the day, you know, um, equal opportunity for everyone is uh, key in this. We're all humans and we need to get together at this, you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, that's just my take on it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's probably something that's, like you said, like maybe down the line, a couple of years from now, there will be enough um, 
you know, trans lifters that they happen to create their own kind of like class. And then, you know, they get put into that specific section where it's like, there's enough of um, trans people that happen to be participating in the Olympics and they happen to be in their own, or maybe that causes more controversy within that community because you're separating them into their own kind of class, which maybe that's what they don't want. Um, so yeah, no, I'm with you. I think there's definitely a lot of like conversations that probably are going to be had and maybe need to be had, but conversation's good. I think that it takes like an, as a human being growing up fucking 29 years now, yeah. um, you know, you have to sort of go through certain things to learn from them, whether they're mistakes or, you know, good things in life. So this is the Olympics going through something where they have to kind of make a decision and kind of point and turn from there, whether they stick the same way they do it or they don't. So, um, but you know, good luck to all the the lifters in the Olympics kind of thing that is coming up. So at the end of the good day, luck to all the athletes. Yeah, good luck to all the athletes kind of thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Other than I want to uh oh wait, what did oh, you yeah, go say? ahead? No, I was, I was gonna get into the tattoo. I was gonna get into the tattoo story because it kind of leads into our topic. Okay, yes, please. It's yeah, go for it. You're, okay, well, you're I was gonna say tattoos in general. Um, we all know that there is um an artistic perspective to tattoos. Just one of those things. So one of my dumb and drunk stories that includes Carlos and the reason why I got this tattoo. That's it? Yeah. You were the one I lost to. (laughs) Hang on. Oh, wait. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So me and Carlos and a bunch of all of our other buddies pre-COVID are at the bar. We're at this Irish bar out in uh, Woodbridge. And my cousin showed me this game called Odds, and I'm sure that probably some of our listeners know it. Um, but pretty much you are with a group of people or just another person, and you ask them and you go, Odds, you do something. And it could be outrageous. It can be something simple. It could be anything, but you just want that other person to do something. So then the other person, whether they agree or not, and you can fully disagree without any sort of repercussions or anything like that. Um, but they say, Yes, I'll accept. And then they have to come up with a number that um, seems reasonable um, to be able to do that sort of action. So like, let's say if I were to go, Carlos, I want you to go rip a painting down from a gallery and then you agree to it. And then you say, you know, I will do that. um, What is it? One out of 10 or something like that. So you come up with a number. It'd definitely be more if it's a painting from a gallery. Or like one out of one out of 50, let's say. So one out of 50, Carlos goes one out of 50. So then both of you go one, two, three. And then on the third number, or on the third, you both say a number between the one and 50 that Carlos happened to choose. And if you both land on that particular same number that you say, yeah, lot, then you, you, the other person lost and you have to do the action that you said you were going to do. So Carlos, it's a very I, exciting take yeah. on truth or dare. It's a very fun game. Yes. Very fun. Gets you to do some stupid stuff. Yeah. But I told Carlos that out of one in three, I would go get a tattoo the next day and we were drunk as hell at this bar and I lost, I think we both said three <laughs> speaking of three, but I went and got a tattoo the next day, which happens to be 13 on my shoulder here. So that was one of the stupid to be clear folks, what I didn't <laughs> think he'd actually do it. He sent me a picture and I just was just my jaw dropped. I'm like, Oh my God. No, 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 no. A man of my I word. Did not want you, I did not want you to do that, but you seem to be happy with your uh, choice there. So I am a man of my word. 
Oh my God. So I got it yeah. done. The next morning I drove out to uh, some tattoo parlor out in Woodbridge, met this real cool dude. I think we smoked a cigarette before we even got into there. I asked him about his life and we just vibed and I'm like, you know what? I just want the number 13. You do your thing, man. And I let him go ahead. I let him go ham. So he just did whatever he wanted to do. So it's pretty good. He could cool. have done every, anything. He could have done anything. Anything. I was like, as long as there's 13 in there, then I'm good. He was like, okay, oh cool. Oh, Jesus. So it was a good story. All right. But leading into that kind of leads into our topic for this week, um, which happens to be art. Uh, art. Art in general. Art in so general. When we talk Very about vague topic, because yeah. we realistically, what is art? <laughs> What is art? We'll get to the bottom of that. We're going to figure out and solve this puzzle, ladies and gentlemen, because that's what the blank is. The blank is anything. It could be the blah, the blah, the blah. And not only do we fill out the word art, we need the topic and definition behind the word as well. So what is art in your opinion, Ryan? Uh, so I was having this conversation with someone who's near and dear to me. And we were talking yeah, about that could, that could be anybody. <laughs> we were talking about art in general, and she was saying that she's an artist, and she was saying that art now is so vague and it's so like open that That's like true. realistically any sort of expression in relation to like painting or like mediums. So however you want to express what you're doing, whether it's like chalk on the road, yeah, or painting or interpretive dance yeah it could be anything realistically music. Like one, one thing music poetry spoken yeah. word that kind of yeah. stuff one thing i wanted to get talking to a little bit was nfts like all time digital yeah. art yeah because um, it is kind of relevant to especially people our age nowadays that are trying to make money off of electronic um art so yeah. that kind of stuff i did want to talk about but yeah i think it's really just any sort of way of expressing yourself onto something or maybe to show somebody else kind of thing so it's like i don't know if it necessarily has to be shown to somebody else to consider it art but i think that it is human beings creating shit and expressing shit through something and how vague that is it could be realistically anything nowadays you know there's not really like a box that it fits into what do you think, Carlos? What do you think art is? Yeah, it's an expression, I think. Of, you know, someone's, you know, some people have uh, ways of expressing themselves. Some people do it uh, through drawing, you know, some through music and, you know, dance, like we mentioned. Um, it's just, uh, you know, an expression of what you feel at the time or what's going through your life, you know what I mean? Like uh, these pictures behind me. Um, it's and uh, you know it doesn't it doesn't have to necessarily you know have to be you know explicit to what you know we know these paintings behind me they are you know vague as fuck I don't know what the hell they mean so you know abstract uh, you know, yeah abstract art you know um you know uh, this one here it could mean uh you know I broke up with my girl the other day and uh, she fucking you know did me wrong and shit so you know I'm late on the bills. This one is, uh, I found my girl with another dude, so I punched his lights out, you know, smear blood all over the shit. And uh, this is after, you know, the art piece I had when uh, I was released from prison for beating up homeboy, you know, and uh, now I got my life together. You know, you can tell the vibrance. See? The cycle. 
And uh, we'll never know what it actually means because the artists will never really tell us. They'll tell us the, you know, they, they'll tell us the, you know, the why they went with the colors, but, uh, you know, art is our freedom of expression, you know? It's just, you know, just what you feel at the time, whether via, uh, you know, drawing and shit or, you know, spitting some bars in the booth. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just how you feel and how you want to express it. That's what I think art is. So to jump off that, yeah. Carlos, what is your favorite, let's say, type of art? Music. That's probably number music. one to me. Um, I think, uh, yeah, just uh, music. Is, there's a lot in music to, you know, understand from. Because, I mean, music is, you know, I can listen to a song where, a hip-hop song where, you know, there's explaining the life they lived, whether they're growing up in the hood or whether, you know, they, uh, you know, you know, wanting women to, you know, pop the, you know, <laughs> pop it for a real one. And it's it's still art because, you know, they're expressing of what they want. You know, they're, they're just expressing of the times they are living in. Um, or, you know, if it's a person who's just literally just screaming into the goddamn microphone, you know, like those rock artists, Gah! Gah! you know, it's just obviously you can tell if they're screaming in pain and, you know, clearly there's some shit going on in their life that, you know, they're trying to get out of the, get off their chest and shit. Um, you know, I think, uh, music is a type of, uh, is a very healthy way to express art because, you know, it's, a uh, it's a good way to really just uh, get shit off your chest. You know, it's, there's intellect behind it. You know, the types of wordplay that you can have with it. Um, yeah, just music in general. Sometimes dance. Not really, though. Dance is, uh, I don't know. I think, you know, if you can do certain moves, I think that's cool in dance. I mean, I don't get it. Like, uh, you know, what is the name of that Irish uh, jig dance? Lord of the Dance? Is that what it's called? I don't know, some shit, you know, some shit like that. It's like that I don't get why and then make and then that shit used to make bank, man. That like people go see that shit every fucking year, but I'm just like, dude, they just tapping their feet all fucking day and in pain and shit. But you know, that's art. You know, I think just, it's sick. What? I think that shit's sick. Like the why? Irish dancing. I don't know. It's that, just is, hype. that looks painful. Like the kilts and shit. That's, that's not that's Scottish. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, for but God's yeah. sake. You're trying to get us canceled by the Scot. You know, it's bad enough we mentioned I'm the sorry. transgender thing. <laughs> now you're getting us canceled by the Scottish and the Irish. Come on. I'm sorry. But yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, music, great way to express art. Fantastic. You know, can do, well, I mean, you can do wrong in music, but I mean, just music is fantastic. <clears throat> is a soldier boy dance art? <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> don't don't mock the soldier boy. That, don't mock. Don't. What do you mean? I that. I've done it. I've done it. All right. Out of all seriousness, I so think I'm with I it. think I'm with that. Soldier boy, uh, the soldier boy dance is it considered? It's yeah, I'd say so. Why not? I mean, it's an expression of him. You know, you're just moving oh, yeah. a little. You know, you're just uh, you know, he's just moving with the times. One day he's just like fuck. Imagine just little soldier boy. What's his name? I forget his real name. DeAndre is That's his real, real name. name. That is his real name. I had no idea. Well, get with the times. That's soldier boy. <laughs> All right. All right. Here's the deal. So little DeAndre is just sitting there, you know, trying to make it out the hood. You know, he's trying to, you know, do right. You know, trying to feed for his family. 
And then he's just like, fuck, man, I need to get the fuck up out of here. Soldier boy up in this hut. Oh, wait. Oh, I think we ought to something. Soldier MPC, boy. Yeah, that's me. Kill it. Soldier boy. That's me. I'm soldier boy. <laughs> so then he just goes, soldier boy up in this hoe. Oh shit. Fuck, that's a two-time step. <laughs> watch me crack that. Watch me go. Watch me crack that soldier boy and then Superman that hoe. <laughs> so that implies that Soldier Boy is gonna get up out the hood. Soldier Boy is here to stay, and he ain't going no war. Watch me crack that soldier boy. You know, I'm going to do this dance for y'all and I'm a Superman that hoe, implying that I'm going to take this very voluptuous, very sexy female, perform very sexual things to her until she's reached orgasmic heights, Superman level, where she, it will like, there is no kryptonite to this, sir. I will perform these sexual acts on you that you will be far, far 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 impressed with it i will superman you and now watch me you and so now ladies and gentlemen i'm going to do this dance <laughs> you <gasps> art soldier boy that is right art i agree with that art but there are some crazies, you know, art uh, can also, uh, you know, with art imitating uh, reality, there's a, there's a bit, there's some crazies that, uh, you know, art can get to them, you know, because at the same time, art, because uh, art is up for critique as well, you know, in order yes. to really define whether it is really art to them or not. Some people may not like these paintings here. Some people may think they're ass. Some people think they're fantastic. When it comes to music, some people may not like uh, mumble rap today compared to the rap of the 90s. Whereas, you know, they're using words to express themselves. Ryan seems to be IMing someone as uh, you know, talking right now, but it's fine. Oh, sorry, all you are. So, like we we're talking about how art is kind of just like an expression of whatever you want to do. Um, or whatever you want to express in that kind of case there's been like like you said I wouldn't say the word crazies but there's been some like outrageous wild shit that's been out there and like you'll realize it's pun intended but I wanted to bring this up because I read it in a book a while ago um, where this artist Italian artist named Piero Manzoni and I'm sure that any a couple other people have probably heard of this guy um, in 1961, Italian artist Pierre Manzoni decided to fill a tin can with his excrement and called it art. That's and his caca? That's his caca? That's his, his, his shit. Okay. And it sold for $300,000. So in that case, <laughs> that like that is art, I guess. Is it art? <laughs> That's fucking disgusting is what that is. <laughs> but that's gross. It's it's an expression. Uh, I don't know what his meaning behind it. There definitely was probably some sort of thought process towards it. I'm thinking, I'm hoping. And it sold for a shit ton of money. Aside from having art having to sell for it to be considered art, I don't think that's true, but he shit in a tin can. Did he do it in like in front of people I, I, or was I, he at I home? No I think he was at home. Like, was he trying to paint something? He's just like, fuck, I'm never going to get this painting right. You know what? Fuck this painting. And then just pulls his pants down. It was 90 tin cans, so 90 of them. So it wasn't just one. Oh, so this was like an overtime thing. I think so. I think I read something about how he was like in his room for a while and he just just 
decided to shit in a bunch of tin cans. Okay, so he spent several days with, <laughs> with literally smelling like shit. I don't know. I think it was something like that. I don't want to go too deep. And a person too. legit bought all but of these for $300,000? A really quick Google search. It could be the wrong number. It could be the right number. I don't know. I don't trust much online nowadays, but it says $300,000 worth of poop in a tin can. So, Gee, and in that case, God. like stuff like that, when we're talking about like people producing art, it's like he somehow had this thought process of creating something and poop in a can. <laughs> and that is considered art in that kind of case. And it's like one of the questions I had for you, Carlos, is like, do we box it at any point? Like, do we security it? Like, do we police it in any kind of way? Like, or do we realistically allow anybody out there just to come out and do stuff like that? I mean, and then deem it art. It's like, I don't know. So, like, what do you think about like that? Like, do you police art or do you not? I mean, that's not, I don't even have to. I'm pretty sure there are some policing <laughs> going on right now. I mean, why wasn't the police available when the fucker is selling his feces at the art show? Like, yo, bro, I'm telling you, there was like, so hold on. I need to go back to, you can't just freaking ask okay, me a okay, question fine. like that. And then, so he sold 90 of these for 300,000? I think so. Here, the work consists of 90 tin cans reportedly filled with at least 30 grams of feces. Jesus Christ. So hold, was there like a bid thing going on? There was like a legitimate, uh, they sat the feces somewhere and they're like starting at, uh, th- you know, 10,000, 10,000, 10,000, 20,000 for the feces in the can, feces in the can, shit in the can, shit in the can. <laughs> going once, going like. to, and it went for $300,000. Yeah, that's what it looks like, man. My God. So this dude could have done a lot with shit and then Pepto-Bismol came in the game and just changed. <laughs> okay, just this guy killed it on the laxative day. He yeah. Like, fuck, I'm just going to take a bunch of laxatives and fuck fuck it. kill it in these tin cans. In tin cans, I'm going to fucking go in. They had he... toilets in the 60s, from my <clears throat> understanding. But then, uh... I don't know. I'm not going to judge the dude. He made money. I am. He fuck made that. more money than I have. So First, selling, literally selling <laughs> shit. You know, but yeah, dying by diarrhea is a hard way to go out. So rest oh, yes. in peace to that guy. Yes. Yeah. Well, rest in peace to that in general. A lot of people die yeah. from diarrhea. Yeah. Rest in peace. RIP. All you know, RIP to the whole, uh, all proceeds from today's episode will be going to the Diarrhea Foundation. You know, shout out to you know all those that are dying from diarrhea. Much love, y'all. That shit is real, man. It is real. I don't, I don't mean to laugh at it, but that shit's real. Yeah, but yet you still laugh. So <laughs> shout out to all you, all you shitters. And motherfucking sweaters on the toilets. There's another story I have where, Uh-oh. and I shout his name out a lot, but shout out to Sherwin. He bought me this book a while ago, and the book is called The Book About Nothing. Um, and it's just a bunch of different examples or stories about human beings and life, and like how this concept of nothing exists in our human being, like like the like zero. You know, like nothing and like empty spaces. Like, is there nothing in that space kind of thing? So one of these artists, um, I think he did this in like a big museum in France. I don't remember exactly the name. I could probably look it up, but I'm not going to. But he pretty much made this fucking big ass room with no windows that like right when you walk in, it's like pitch dark. Like 
super dark and you can't mm. see nothing fucking you can't see in front of you like if you just do this you can't see your hand and it's just pitch dark and then finally he turns on a light inside the room and you walk out of the uh, the room in itself and the exhibit was his portrayal on nothing so he charged a bunch of people to come into this museum pay to walk into an empty room walk out of the room and then that's what he considered his art exhibit interesting like a, a open room or a space full of nothing with no lights or anything like that and like i get i guess i get where he's coming from but it's like there's just the to get back to that question of policing it it's like man there's so many examples of like i don't know if it's like half-assed stuff i wouldn't consider it a half-assed but maybe some people do but it's like is that art or should that be deemed art? It's an, exp- it's an, I mean, I think obviously with laws, you know, going around, you know, obviously there, it needs to be, because art needs to, you know, there's obviously art is a bit of, you know, getting out of that, of getting outside of that bubble of explicit, especially nowadays, you know, with rap music going on, obviously there's the explicit content. So there was that policing, whereas, you know, because you back in the day, there was a time where explicit content, it did not have that explicit content label on music. Like there was, you know, cursing on yeah. these albums, yeah. but there was no explicit content. Then, you know, guys like Prince came out with Purple Rain, where, um, you know, a song like Darling Nikki, where he's talking about banging uh, this one female named Nikki. Um, and then, you know, they're, you know, saying this is outrageous. Like they can't, exp- you know, they can't, you know, be selling music like this. Um, so then they introduced the explicit content labels and now it's on everything that, uh, you know, that's that, actually, uh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's actually yeah. really fucking, yeah. So I really mean, like, yeah, that is, uh, you know, that's one way of policing. Um, uh, but a uh, side note though, when you got the book, the book about nothing, were you kind of disappointed that there was actually words in it? <laughs> were you just like, oh man. I was hoping fuck. for a hundred pages. Just yeah, fucking just blank like page. blank shit. I'd be like, oh, this is pretty dope. And yeah. then you just open the first book like, oh. Fuck. It was, it, it's probably one of my favorite books just to be able to kind of go back and read about history of like people betraying and like talking about nothing and like, I actually have that tatted just to bring that up, but I have tatted on my arm more about people are going to think that you're you're you know you tat stuff on your body because of you know whatever you know just stop (laughs) stop discussing the tattoos i'm a real big person on the word nothing like i just something about it that does something for me so but yeah no i love the book the book was great definitely wasn't disappointed in it whatsoever but it's just it's interesting to be able to kind of see how much effort goes into certain things. Like when we talk about like biblical paintings or like, if you go to like Europe and probably like look at like different churches and shit, stained glass windows, the amount of like effort that goes into like that type of art in comparison to maybe something that you don't think is that much effort, like an empty room, like a tennis shit. Um, it, part of me almost wants to say like man like art should be kind of policed but like you said we are kind of policing it the same way that we do to to rap artists by putting explicit that little tag that explicit tag mm-hmm. on their cds and stuff like that like that's a great like great movies example. yeah you know like rated pg rated g you know 14a 14 18a porno um <laughs> It, that uh, room about nothing reminds me of that. Uh, have you heard of the like the most quiet place on earth? 
it's this room basically i think it's in somewhere in the u.s where uh, it's literally the most quiet place on the planet you go in there and you can even hear your own heart beating wow. and uh it's Dope. so yeah like the longest the person has it's been it's because uh you go in the room and uh, it's so disorienting that you cannot stand like you literally have to sit down and people have like the longest anyone has been in the room is 45 minutes because wow. uh, it's so disorienting like people would like start yakking from how quiet it is it's uh called or what's, what's it called the quietest uh it's called uh it's a place or laboratories it's in minnesota and uh, they're saying, yeah, it uh, holds the Guinness World Record for the most quietest place. It's 99.99% sound absorbent. What? Yo, yeah, this is like, the first time I've ever heard this. This is fucking your sick. Ears, your ears start to adapt to the quietness. You'll hear your own heart beating. Sometimes you can hear your lungs and you can hear your stomach gurgling loudly. Oh my God. I would become the sound. This. This you become sick. the sound in the space and it becomes very disorienting. This is sick. Yeah, I'd rather not do that. I would love to do this. Wow, that is awesome. I don't know if I'd want to do that. No, that's love uh, to do this. That's crazy, man. That's I'm going fucking... to Minnesota. I'm going to Minnesota. That's aw- that's what the hell? sick. That's that's my bucket list. That's gonna that's... be on my bucket list. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is fucking sick. Just go in that room, dude. I would love just to come out there. Room. You're freaking on a stretcher and shit. Just fucking. I come out pregnant. <laughs> like Ryan, those were those were one of the. <laughs> How is this possible? <laughs> like, I didn't hear no boom boom in that. Yeah, man. yeah. Yeah, that's great. yeah. I don't know if I want to do that, but uh, I would love I, to do I, something I, like that, man. Um, you think art? Well, uh, you know, expressing yourself has its, because uh, I don't even know how to form this question. Because I, 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 when I think about art, I think about guys like Vincent Van Gogh and how, you know, his, his shit, you know, is literally some of the great art. He's created some of the greatest art in like history. Um, I believe the Screamer was his. Is it, was it not? I don't know. We don't uh, know. I'm not a. Hey, when you learn about the show, we we don't really do too much research here. We just talk a lot. Of, we just talk a lot of shit. But please bear with us, folks. Baby steps. We'll we'll eventually get our shit together. Uh, other than that, uh, yeah, Vincent Van Gogh. I mean, I don't know if the art drove him crazy, but obviously, like him being an artist did play a role in terms of you know his shit that what he was going through. I mean, it says a lot when, you know, you're creating all this art and uh, the, you know, the way to get your girl's attention is by cutting off your ear. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is, uh, yeah, that says a lot. Um, I'm curious about the story on that. Um, Yeah, just, I was wondering what the fuck was going through. Like, was he like, you know, you know, an anniversary was coming up and he's just like, uh, here you go, baby. So if anybody knows that story, hit us up. Right, let's DM. just fuck it. Let's just look it up right now. Let's just you got the time, you know. Well, yeah, I know that's that's a great a great conversation because like even I don't mean to bring up like things like Kurt Cobain, but like mm. some of like artists and stuff like that, and like musicians, especially you hear it all the time that like 
And I think, I don't know their names, but I'm sure I think there was a couple of like recent rappers that unfortunately happened to take their lives. Um, and then these guys are considered, you know, fucking professions. Like there are some of the best artists in their time. In history. In history kind of thing. Considered like there's, yeah, history. like the small percentage of the amount of people that make music in general, these guys make it big on a global scale. And I don't mean to like say that if you're not making it on a global scale, you're not an artist, but I just mean like these guys make it to a certain point are recognized as what they do as their art form, but yet it makes you go a little bit nuts. And like, is there a weird connection that you happen to have? I don't mean to bring up Kanye, but like there's that opinion on Kanye, how like sometimes for you to be an artistic genius, you've got to be a little bit different or like out of the norm. So it's like, does art do that? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, some people say, you know, obviously in Kanye's case that he's crazy, but at the same time, you know, he's created some of the, you know, greatest albums in music history. And, uh, but uh, the thing is though, you know, when you're creating such great art, you are very sensitive to criticism. You know, when you feel that you, when you're so proud of something that you created and you want the world to listen to it, but and yet when you hear that one comment where you're like, wow, how can you not agree with me on this? I worked my ass off to really create this piece. And yet, you know, this is how you feel. Like it, I imagine it would drive people nuts about that, you know, and then you always want to step it up. And then when you realize that you're never going to impress everybody, it's just going to, you know, it's going to play, take a toll on you, uh, you know, and I imagine that's what Kanye went through when he was creating his art. Um, I'm sure like even this Vin, um, Van Gogh shit. So apparently he cut off his ear because he got into an argument with somebody, uh, with a dude, Paul Gawkwin, who was also another artist. He got into a fight with him and then he's like, fuck this shit. He cut off his ear. And then Paul's like, yo, I don't want no smoke with you anymore. Motherfucker, man, you Swiss this shit. And then he was like, fine, fuck you. And then he gave it to a prostitute, not his girl, a prostitute named Rachel as a token of his affection. Wow. I mean, tip. That is wild. You know, a tip would have been just fine. But uh, I guess in your... (laughs) I guess she, you know, I guess after he passed and he's like, you know, I, I got the homeboy's ear, you know. Um, but yeah, just, uh, you know, when, you know, when you're expressing something, especially when it's very near and dear to you and you want to express it to the world. And, uh, you know, and obviously it's, there's going to be some artists that, you know, are not good with taking criticism, especially to something that, you know, they work so hard on to and something that's so close with them. They're just going to, yeah it would take a toll on you because you always want to surpass it like you know because when you create one i imagine when kanye created you know um i uh college dropout i can't believe i forgot that i'm sorry uh, Edris, if you're listening i love you um <laughs> yeah i'm sure you know people are just like yo what the fuck how are people not liking this shit even though it was widely loved like it's to this day it's considered one of the greatest hip-hop albums ever made I'm sure he there was that there was that select few people that didn't like it, and he's like, "Oh, you know what? Fuck it! I'm gonna create the next one, and it's gonna be much better. And now I'm gonna get your attention." And he created uh, late registration, probably still not enough uh, you know, getting that attention. Then graduation, my personal favorite album, um, and then uh, you know, so on and so forth. But yeah, the the point is though, when with art, it's just. 
when you're taking the time off to really give a piece of your, you know, of what, you know, what's going on in your life, whether it be personal or just, uh, you know, something just going on with you and you're taking that time to express it in some form or matter and you're going to critique that, I imagine, like, yeah, they're going to get pissed off, the artist, and I'm sure they're going to, you know, if they're not going to, either they get pissed off or they'll get extremely sad. And then, uh, you know, and then, but when, you know, you are basing it off of, then it becomes a money thing where you're basing it off of making money from the people that genuinely do it like it and you want to surpass it. It's, uh, yeah, I imagine it, it, it takes a toll on you. So um, when these artists are, you know, when people are calling them crazy, I, I think calling someone crazy is very dismissive because you're just ignoring, you know, you choose to ignore the, the shit that's going on in their life. So like, I don't want to, you know, let's uh, give artists their due, people. So if Van Gogh wants to cut his ear and give it to a prostitute, then fuck it, man. Let him do it. <laughs> the one thing that <clears throat> just bringing up this conversation, like me starting to think about it, is that some of these artists happen to kind of put so much effort into their art itself or the, the expression of it, whether it's like painting or music or design or whatever it happens to be. They put so much time and effort into that that they almost like sometimes forget about social skills or like forget about that you have to some like for some people you have to work the nine to five to to put food on your table or life insurance like all that stuff is kind of just like out the window all of that like regular people shit because they're so focused on the art in itself that it's like man that's the only thing they ever think about all day every day so it's like for the regular people like myself i'm not gonna call i'm not gonna call carlos regular because he's a unique motherfucker, but well, a unique human being that I love dearly. But in this case, <laughs> I was just more confused for the unique thing. I didn't care. You called me a motherfucker. But in this case, it's like for the regular people stuff, the day to day stuff, like the I have to buy toilet paper or whatever, like that. I have to cook myself food. All of that stuff is kind of like out the window and it's almost like forgotten because they're spending so much effort and so much men mental like power on their art in itself that maybe they forget about, you know, acting like a regular person, like not cutting off your ear and just paying the prostituted tip. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, here you go. It's like, wild. What it's happened? Wild just like, oh man, baby, that fucking, oh, that was great. Oh, here, I got this for you. <laughs> Don't spend it all everywhere. <laughs> Don't spend it all in one day. <laughs> you deserve that shit. <laughs> It's like, oh my God, what is this? And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think uh, just to go back to, you know, things like music, like one of, like Carl said, one of my favorite things in relation to art is, you know, hip hop music, rap music. Like me and Carlos, I wanted to bring this up, but we're both wearing Lupe t-shirts. So Lupe Fiasco, for anybody who doesn't know who Lupe is, he's, uh, I brought him up many times in this podcast before um but and we're both wearing his merch. to do so yeah and i will continue to do so but we're both wearing his merch because we both like his music um one of his albums um tetsuo tetsuo and youth tetsuo and youth jeez Nailed it. um <laughs> he each one of the songs i heard an interview recently about him where he talks about those songs and each one of his songs on that album is a reference strictly from like a biblical painting that he liked and then would kind of reference it back to 
his music. So like he, I don't think it's every single song, but majority of those songs in that album, he go look at a painting in biblical times, take the painting, and then create a song about it, and make it a hit kind of thing, and become a whole album at it. So it's like there's just certain art aspects that just are like intertwined, and it's so fucking good, and it like changes like my life and like the people who happen to listen to its lives. So it's like. I'm not saying that Lupe is a little, maybe is crazy. I don't know, but those guys put out so much good in the world. I would say, you know, like some of the stuff that we get to go to galleries, some of the stuff that we get to sit there and listen to our headphones, some of the stuff that makes you want to wake up the next day, you know, some of the stuff that these guys do on a regular day basis that like put so much happiness into the world, whether they care about it or not really help the world in itself so like the whole expression of art and the whole production of art in itself even though it is that open there's so much good to it that it's like man i can't imagine human beings or life without any sort of like expression in relation to painting in relation to spoken word in relation to anything like that it changes people it makes people want to get up the next day you know it makes your commute a little bit better if you're from toronto and you have to fucking commute two to fucking hours oh, on the ttc oh. that kind of shit whatever did you want to talk about it (laughs) whatever you use or whatever it's going on in your day-to-day kind of thing i think art is probably one of the most important things out there um you know whether it's going to help you mentally emotionally or just in bed your day-to-day yeah in bed too karma sutra yeah (laughs) amen to that brother yeah uh but your earlier point i'm glad you brought it up uh you said that uh, lupe bringing good to the world through his art so my question for you is are you able to separate the artist from the art (laughs) and i think he's like he's laughing because you know damn well where i'm going i don't see nothing wrong here we go oh my god man here we go (laughs) here we go Let's talk about it. Uh, I mean, just a specific artist in mind, if I had to. Uh, I mean, uh, one, uh, Robert um, (laughs) Kelly. One, Robert Kelly. Ladies and gentlemen, for uh, for those of you living under a rock, Robert Kelly is an R&B singer who has penned arguably some of the greatest R&B tracks in the history of music. You can written. add me. And yes. written, some of them, yeah. that's for sure too, yeah. Uh, you can add me all you want, but uh, <laughs> let's look at the list, shall we? I believe I can fly, bump and grind, ignition, and the Reef remix, world's greatest. Half on a baby. Half on a baby, step in the name of love, so on and so forth. He has written for other artists. You Are Not Alone by Michael Jackson. The very first song to, to debut at number one on the wow. Billboard Hot 100. Wow, that's huge. I didn't even know R. that. Ke- R. Kelly took part of that. Now, R. Kelly is also <laughs> a, a piece of- <laughs> bona fide motherfucking piece of shit. <laughs> You don't have to live on the rock. You know, you know what happened. If you don't, like, there are plenty of accusations that he was a pedophile. Now, 
his music very good him very bad so my thing is can you listen to the music without you know him you know without the artist being in the picture like his music is good like you know you can you guys you know it's up for debate damn it's really good music at a time you know before all this happened people were listening to his music people were attending his concerts so my thing for you, Riot, and let's discuss it. Can you separate the artist from the art? Fucking no comment, man. I'm oh, fuck, the fucking you. Right now. fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Wait, you answer first, man. All right, here's the deal. Uh, I'm not going to front. Like, do I listen to his music often? Not really. Because, I mean, again, it's it's... Like, obviously, I do not condone what he did. You know, does he deserves to rot in prison if he, if he actually did all this shit he did, 100%. At the same time, you know, what he's done beforehand for music is, you know, unbelievable. He, had, he genuinely has, you know, written and, you know, produced some of the greatest songs ever. And, you know, it sucks because these songs are so good, yet... Him as a, you know, obviously, if you listen to him, you listen to the music, he does get a bit of the payments from that. So it sucks. So obviously, I don't want to, you know, listen to the music and then, you know, show support for him because, you know, he deserves to rot in prison. But at the same time, it's so good. You just can't help yourself. <laughs> like there are, you know, you know, you know, there's obviously some, uh, you know, bumping grind that was like the number one sex anthem for ages. And there is probably there is probably tons and tons of people across this planet who were conceived from that to that song. Those parents can't take that back since these accusations <laughs> can't come out. Do you feel you know you know that's not you know that sucks. I remember when ignition. Part two was like huge, huge. on the radio, huge, like huge. Like huge. you would hear it every maybe ten minutes. Yes, you switch through a radio station and it plays. And even my mom, like being the fob lady from Cambodia, yeah. knew the song and like still bobbed to it. You know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. Right. So fuck, man. Yeah, like. Ugh. <laughs> you on the spot there huh in this case i'm i'm with you carlos i like it's hard man because like a lot of the conversations i happen to have with people that maybe did listen to r kelly from before and then don't listen to him now because if you do happen to listen to him then it's almost like directly kind of indirectly but more directly supporting him as the individual because the artist is the art you are that person kind of thing so in this case, like you said, like, especially with the way that music works now, where it's like, if we go stream his shit, then he's making or like his legacy or his shit is making money off of every time that we happen right. to go bump half on a baby right. kind of thing. You know, in that case, it's like, man, some of my favorite, like fucking R&B songs are some of his shit. Right. And like, I'll admit it, it's like, I listen to him a lot less because of what happened, but right. it's also because of how uncomfortable it makes other people feel mm -hmm. like me for the people who work with me i work in an office building and i used to be the one that used to play music within our office like loud 
and I used to bump R&B tunes and like stuff like that. And then one day when the whole R. Kelly documentary was coming out, I think I played an R. Kelly song on shuffle by accident. And I got flack from one of the ladies at the office being like, man, you shouldn't be playing that. Like most of this office is ladies and we have like young daughters and like, you don't know how they're going to feel about it. This and that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm and then Ryan that. responded and I'm not trying to be rude. But if you do it, you do get out of here <laughs> it's called hr me and <laughs> but that was like the first time i've ever been confronted about playing that like in front of other people and like making being like man like just because i'm comfortable listening to this music it won't make everybody else comfortable so i like i wouldn't say 90 i wouldn't say 100 percent, but i'm pretty much like 95 percent there i don't listen to his music out loud anymore i would say i definitely still listen to it when i'm sitting on my computer with my headphones on and stuff like that but it's hard. It's really, it's, it's a weird thing to be able to kind of try and separate the art from the artist because it's not easy to, because realistically that person is the person that created the art, but also does all that fucking hardship that, you know, it's almost like you can argue that like, yeah, it's all the good in the world, but all the shit that he did doesn't level it out anyway. You know, he still did some fucking bad shit, probably still ruined. He ruined probably some lives. lives. I don't, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't really know, but in that case, it's like, man, like, do you separate the art from the artist? It's, it's hard to. It's not really, it's not an easy thing. Right. Especially when you're so used to it. You know what I mean? Like, li- we literally grew up on that yes. music. Yes. Literally. Definitely. And so, like, when, you know, and, uh, at, you know, at one point, you know, there's definitely tons of people on the planet that would say, I believe I can fly is one of my favorite songs ever. And, uh, you know, and now they hear about this shit, they're like, damn, you know, that's a big part of my life that uh, I don't know if I can listen to it anymore. I think about every you know, time right? I watch Space Jam. Yeah, not again. Where Michael? Was, it was that. Those, it was that song. Yeah, Michael sitting the free throws yeah. in the beginning, like, and his dad was, comes out. Yeah, that was like, the song of the movie. That was the yeah. song of the movie. So Absolutely. it's like, it, it, it's it's yeah, it's a tough one to separate. And even uh, at um, I don't know the name of the, but I'm, I'm sure you know the song where it's like da da da. Hey. Da, 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 oh yeah, yeah. Hey. It's like that rock like, song. That right? rock song. Like uh, even that song, when it get, plays at hockey games, people get hype and shit. But the actual artist who sang that song is a full-out pedophile. Like he got arrested for having like legitimately like three terabytes of uh, child porn on his computer. That's wild. And uh, absolutely and that, wild. It's uh, and now it's like fuck. Like do we play these games? Like that literally was like the sports anthem for ages they played at hockey games basketball they still do they still do i don't even know i do i mean recently i i don't watch like the sports too often now but i know uh like a few years back they played it like within the last like five years yeah five ten years easily within the last five years yeah that's wild man so it's like fuck like this game you know this this was an anthem that you know athletes would get pumped up to you know you know it would be a you know and now it's like fuck man i don't know what to say i you know, it's, yeah, it's just an issue of separating the art from the artist. Like, you know what I mean? Another example of that was, um, I think Jerry Seinfeld and like mm. Seinfeld is Seinfeld in general, the television show is, I would like to say probably my favorite show of all time. Um, and in this case, like Jerry Seinfeld, I think at one point he was caught walking around with like a 15 year old on his he arm dated, like, like he was probably like 30 yeah like yeah. 30 he was like 36 like almost yeah. 40 
like yeah. full on just dating a 15 year old girl kind of thing. I'm like, that's fucked up. Yeah. And it's like Seinfeld's still my favorite show. It's like I, it kind of is. But it's like every time I watch it, it's almost like it's hard to separate being like, man, like I support that. Mm-hmm. And like maybe you shouldn't be. I don't know if he's dating a young girl now. I don't I don't know. But I know he's I believe he is married. It gets into that do you separate the art from the artist which is a great fucking question man because it really does take a toll on human beings and for sure it's weird making those decisions on what you watch and what you don't watch and like what you consume yourself with and what you surround yourself with it's like am i supporting the wrong cause even though this person happened to produce some of the fucking shit you grew up with you know yeah so it's just really an issue of whether you know even because now you can listen to something and then it could have that one connection with that one person that did the terrible thing. And it's like, fuck, man, if, if, uh, you know, if this person is, uh, you know, did his, you know, did their part on this uh, one song I like, I don't know, like, do I listen to it anymore? Like, I think obviously I don't want to condone it because I, you know, I, but at the same time, it's like, fuck. I really liked it. I really liked this uh, song or I really liked this show. So now it's a matter of uh, what do we do? What do we do here? And I don't think we'll get an answer. I think this is one of the blanks that uh, may not be filled in. But you know what? I would say one of the things about that question itself is like I would love to hear from people. Yeah. Um, you know whether we happen to disagree on it and whether we're strongly on the other side of the spectrum in relation to that conversation. I would love to hear from you. Um, so please hit us up on our DMs. Yeah. Slide into that. <laughs> or hit us up on the email. Don't be gross. And let us know. I know we've been getting a couple comments on our YouTube videos, which is dope. So thank you to everybody who's been doing that. Let us know. I would love to know. Can you separate the art from the artist? Because it is a really important question in relation to art. Yeah. In our world today. Indeed. Indeed. So Carlos, one question and another question I had for you is, is our podcast art? Do you consider this art? I do. It's freedom of expression. It's we're expressing our thoughts on topics every week. Um, and, you know, our takes on it, whether it be comedy or, you know, legit. It's, uh, yeah, I think it is a you know, art. Do you if consider really, it? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, no, go ahead. No, I'll just say, like, mostly everything could be art. Almost anything could be art. So long as, you know, it's, if it's a way of expressing yourself, then it could be art. So it doesn't even have to be music movies or it could be, you know, yeah, how you, you know, how you greet people, you know, how you, what, what clothes yeah. you wear, um, you know, what kind of job you do, what jobs you do, you know, it's uh, anything could be art. So long as you're expressing how you are, you know, and people can see and uh, judge it or critique it, it's art. Art is art, baby. Art is art. You consider yourself an artist? An artist. Hmm. <laughs> we are if we we're gonna go off the example we are producing uh, yeah art. yeah I don't, well i mean i consider myself a podcaster to be specific and just <laughs> that's just me me not wanting to be vague or anything but i mean yeah i guess i guess i can i guess well, the fuck, i've been shitting and canned you know what i mean the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> and do i consider myself a fucking watch this where's the knife where's the goddamn <laughs> uh shit yeah i guess yeah i guess so i wouldn't really look at it that way i think i think it's just me and you just talking shit on the show and just expressing how we feel but i mean i get you know but in a you know and 
if we're expressing if the way i said it you know with the expression uh, then yeah i guess it could be considered artist yeah i guess so man um nfts now oh yeah nfts that's one last thing i wanted to talk about yeah so uh... one of the the conversations i had with um an artist recently was that do you feel the nft space is ruining the artist space i have like we have um people that put their stuff in galleries that work like i'm not saying i'm not going to take away from like digital artists and how like because they probably put in hundreds of hours or thousands of hours in the pieces of work on like adobe on their computer but it's like our nfts ruining that community where it's like or is this just a new part of art in itself what do you think carlos uh, I think NFTs, um, it's a bit of a, I think it's ruining it, to be honest. I think that, you know, the example, I, I know the Charlie Bit My Finger video is literally one of the most popular YouTube videos in history. And uh, it recently just sold for like millions of dollars, I think, um, as an NFT. And so as soon as like, they, I think they're still working out the kinks for that deal. So as soon as it like legitimately sells and, um, you know, that video gets taken down. And so that the old sole owner would be the person that bought it for millions. So I think, you know, a video that brought joy to so many people around the world, and now it belongs to just one person, it kind of ruins, you know, the, the, the aspect of YouTube, right? Where you go on to watch funny videos, videos that, you know, that are insanely popular, that brought joy to you. And now you can't enjoy that because of that one person that bought it as a piece of, you know, art that they still want to just stick up in their home or, you know, keep on their phone or something. It's kind of like, I don't know, what, what's, the, what's the point? You know, well, so, you know, when it's just free access and it's right here, you know, yeah, with a click of a button, I could watch it and I could have a good laugh, right? But now it's just like that, you know, now that enjoyment, that piece of me is now gone forever and ever and I can no longer laugh. <laughs> And now, and now that, you know, if they're going to do that, then they're going to take away, you know, all these other pieces of art. Maybe there's that one uh, video that I liked on YouTube that I can no longer see. You know, I want to see motherfuckers breaking legs. And now I can't watch that anymore. And if you're going to keep taking away all this shit that I enjoy, I have no other choice to be listening to that foul ass shit from R. <laughs> Kelly. So, motherfucker, if you're going to do this NFT shit, then don't fucking consider us little people, man. What are we going to listen to? Do you think I want to listen to R. Kelly? I have no choice. You're taking away our shit. The one thing I don't get about that space, and this is probably like a whole Bitcoin episode that we can probably get into, but um, it's like, man, like we could probably go out and still find Charlie bit my finger as a video somewhere out there in the world, like without having to pay any sort of royalty to the person that happens to own it as of today are like that is going to be buying it like i don't know if that's how it works but i would think that like at that point unconsciously and like aside from all of the paperwork that it really like videos like that almost just belong to everybody you know right. it's like it's like an across the world thing it's like the mona lisa the mona lisa happens to hang in the louvre i think mm-hmm. in france yeah I that's but good. it's really just one of those worldwide paintings that kind of realistically belongs to everybody has a, a space 
in their brain that you right. know when you think about the Mona Lisa, it just happens to be there. So it's like, which is why there's access on Google Images, right? You can just yeah. click on Google Images; is right there. I think an exa- a good example of, uh, or uh, something that made me when you brought up Mona Lisa and uh, you know art being, uh, you know, belonging to everyone, it reminds me of this video of uh, I'm sure you know who Banksy is. Um, he's an artist, or she is an art. We the identity of Banksy has not been released, um, but uh, Banksy's uh, had an art piece that was going to sell at a auction. And um, while the auction was going on, Banksy, or before the auction went on, sorry, um, Banksy had installed a shredder in the frame. So as soon as it came up for auction, the uh, Banksy would press a button and it, the art piece would legit start shredding in front of everybody in the auction. Wow. So, he, uh, you know, the auction's going on and then the piece just starts shred- shredding in front of everyone and people are confused. They're like, what the hell just happened? So it just goes to show you that Banksy is for the people. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, is it worth art, anything at that point? No, literally nothing. Literally nothing. The art, the art was the was the you know was what the people came for. Maybe that's it, the point. That's ex- what <laughs> to to, to uh, in the can, buy. motherfucker. <laughs> oh fuck that! No, man, I don't think it's sold after. I'm pretty sure they took it out. Shit in the can, for God's sake. <laughs> that's what they did yeah, the picture pip, the picture ripped up they're like oh fuck oh shit what do we do uh, bring out the the, the, the dude shit in the can come on get it out here you got three hundred thousand dollars three hundred thousand dollars <laughs> come on let's make some money let's go let's go no i think no because it ruins it ruins it that's not the point of the art you know the point is you know to enjoy it and it's pristine beauty you know the point is you know he painted a picture she or she painted a picture and uh, for, you know, for the uh, set viewer to enjoy. But uh, and then it got ripped up right before their eyes and uh, there was nothing to buy from that because, uh, you know, art is, uh, you know, freedom of expression. Keyword, free. Meaning everyone can is more than able to, more than willing to see it. And it shouldn't be kept to people alone, you know? So I, I don't, you know, I don't agree with this NFT stuff. I get it. You can make really big bank, but... If you have to pay a lot of money to, you know, to just for someone's freedom of expression, that's, I don't know, it defeats the purpose of being an art. I don't, I don't, I'd rather not be considered an artist if I have to, you know, sell my shit for so much money. So, Carlos. So, Ryan. That thought in itself to yeah. get into the very last thoughts of our art podcast today. Yeah. What, your la- what is your, your final word? To the world, to the young world, um, to all our listeners in relation to art, what do you got to say to them? Um, young world, Carlos here. I wanted to tell you guys that if you ever have anything on your mind and you don't have anyone to talk to about it, if you want to express it in a, another way, um, you know, scratch that. I don't want people to fucking... Uh, <coughs> have some nasty ass thoughts of uh, what they want to do to a significant other and then they put it in a painting or in a song um uh. just yeah yeah that'd be uh hi yeah yeah that'd be gross um no just uh yeah if you have uh if you have some way if you have ways you want to express yourself you know uh if you want to paint you want to you know sing you know do movies then uh yeah express yourself 
you know, it's 2021, baby. You know, every, you know, everything is uh, everything now. You know, we gotta live life to the fullest and uh, preach to the world, you know, and uh, spread love, not hate. I love it. I love it. Uh, also, uh, actually, and also, um, if you plan on giving your ears to prostitutes, um, I would ha- I would suggest cutting your ear off before doing that. <laughs> that way, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's not, bleed. you know, you can, yeah, you know, you don't Manage want to yourself bleed, all over, yeah. bleed all over the very expensive couches that they got in there. And just in case uh, you're not really the cutting in the ear type, I hear a uh, shit in the can is also very valuable. So you can give those <laughs> just like, uh, you know, you know, just go to the, you know, imagine going to a strip club and then you go to the back. You're like, all right, where's the tip? It's my shit in a can. Uh, homeboy, you know, one homeboy in the past sold this shit for $300,000. I think you can use the money. So, yeah, that's all I got to say on that. That was lovely. Thank you. What about you, Ryan? What's your take on today's show? One thing that I actually wanted to get into that I like totally forgot about until right now was um, culture. Um, I think that art plays a huge role in relation to culture and whether it's the culture of a city, of a specific background, of a country, um, whatever geographic location, whatever group that you happen to fall under, whatever a group that you happen to identify under, art and expression really play a huge role in relation to um, how culture is built. One of the conversations that I had the other day was talking about how Toronto, like we're really based off of like a real artistic culture. We have places like Kensington Market. We have things like Graffiti Alley. We have the York, like Yorkville galleries that have all the high-end art and all that kind of stuff. And all of that stuff really builds character, really builds community. It really builds culture in itself in relation to a city like Toronto, but it could be realistically a country or whatever it happens to be. But it's, it's, I don't mean to say that like Toronto's starting to lose some of that, but just with all the condos that happen to be popping up with how commercial that we happen to be getting, it's almost as if we're losing some of that, that culture that we happen to have in Toronto. Things like Graffiti Alley, things like, fucking Kensington market are being overrun by certain condo corporations that are kind of just, you know, looking for expensive housing and turning Toronto into like this real fucking expensive luxury ass city. When really Toronto was kind of built off the melting pot of different relations and different cultures that happen to come together and produce shit together. That's why like me and Carlos, we're from two different backgrounds, even though we're both Canadian our parents have different backgrounds, but stuff like that is what creates expression, creates art, creates culture so in this case the only thing i really have to say is that like man like just keep producing and don't lose that kind of stuff because as soon as us as a community us as the people in this geographic location start to lose some of that um you know life becomes sort of dull we don't have colors like carl's background we don't put the same amount of effort into paintings. We just have, you know, specific buildings for fucking people living. So don't lose that on the art galleries. Don't lose that on the music places with COVID and the amount of different bars that are closing around. That is part of the culture. That is part of the artistic expression that we have as individuals, which is really fucking important as a city. Like you don't want to lose that kind of stuff. So it's like you as an individual, myself as an individual, try to hold on to that as much as possible because that creates the most 
I say like vibrant, um, artistic way to be able to kind of express yourself as an individual and a community. So yeah, keep hope alive and keep fucking making shit because I love to see it. I know Carlos loves to see it. Whether it's fucking high class art or low class art, keep making that shit, keep producing, keep rapping, keep spitting poetry. Um, do whatever you need to do to be able to kind of upkeep the culture that we happen to have as, as citizens. And don't lose that. Because money ain't shit. That's all I got to say. Oh, oh, man. Damn. Anyway, here's my rendition of uh... <laughs> I believe I can. All right. Well, young world, this was another episode. Thank you so much for sticking with us. Tune in next week. Well, we'll have another topic for you. We don't know what we'll discuss, but uh, I think me and Ryan have something special planned for next week. But we're gonna figure things out. We'll definitely let y'all know. Word. We love y'all. Love thank you. you so much. Love you. For, and hit us uh, up. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, uh, thank you so much for sticking with us all this time. Uh, for you loyal supporters out there, you know who you are. Um, you know, through the good times and the bad, from the you know the good episodes to the great episodes, because there's no such thing as a there's no such thing as a bad episode of the blank with Carlos and Ryan. That's just it's just not plausible. All right, we're artists. We don't create bad shit. <laughs> okay. But other than that, thank you for sticking with us. And uh, tune in next week where me and Ryan will have a special Canada Day episode. Yep, yep. Anyways, Ryan, do you have anything to say to the young world? I was just say, this is Ryan. And this is Carlos. And this is the blank with Carlos and Ryan. Young world. Fill it in. <laughs> Nope.